Hello, I'm Kirsten. Hello, I'm Joshua. Hi, I'm Kyla. <laughs> and this is the weird and suspicious. That's weird. That's suspicious. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I want one of those kitties. Yeah, you should get one. Well, well I messaged my mom. Animal. I messaged her a picture. I bet I messaged her the link to both of them so she could read them. But they're both fixed, and they both are up to date on their vaccines. And they're both housebroken, and they're both females. We love that. And hypoallergenic breeds. Good, good, good. So I sent it to my mom, and I'm like, "Can I get one of these cats?" Yes. And the gray one's cute, but I just feel like a lot of people have gray cats. And the black one's so fuzzy and fluffy, and I want it. Yeah, the black one's fluffy. Josh has not had any commentary on any of this. Oh, God. I'm just here vibing. You don't care about the kitty cats? I like the kitty cats, but they're kitty cats. And they have some sense, and they have some sense. <laughs> that. Yeah, that. Have you never heard that video? No. <laughs> Let me see how oh, so you gonna... can find it. Tell me what it is. It's just a video of a cat dancing from like 15 years ago. We love those. Honestly, I feel like when the internet was just starting to be a thing, videos were a lot funnier. Yeah, it was uh, 16 years ago. <laughs> Holy and shit, we're old. I would like to point out I recently brought this up with somebody from the Zoomer generation, and even they knew about it. The song was yeah. literally older than them. I don't know. I'm just a little. I, I'll I'll, I guess. I'll play it just for the music. It's fantastic. Cut. I'm a kitty cut. Yeah, it's a song, it's a song, it's a song. Oh, <laughs> you sent it to us. I didn't know. My phone's on silent. Sorry. I have it on Do Not Disturb. I think I do remember this. I do remember this. I don't remember it. I do. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> Wasn't this like, I know you said the video was older than that, but it just reminds me of like salad finger time. Oh, salad fingers like was, was cool. <laughs> I hate to break it to y'all, but I'm pretty sure Salad Fingers was, like, that long ago, too. Salad Fingers 15, is pretty old. Fifteen years. Ugh. So the kitty cat is one year older. Salad Wait. Fingers was so cringy, but it was so fun So I was ten? Is that math? Maybe not <laughs> when you saw it, but, like, when it first came out. <laughs> like, damn... <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I was like 15 when I saw it, and I was like, I know I'm not 30. <laughs> so I'm confused, but I guess 10 does make sense. This just oh. in. Kirsten is 30. I'm not 30. You're real old, man. I'm Sounds not like 30. you're 30. I'm 25. Are you? Yeah. Are you, though? <laughs> yeah. Are you 25 or are you 35? I'm 25. I'll be 26. I think you're lying to make yourself feel better. I think so, too. 
I just got carded for an R-rated movie on Saturday, so I don't want to hear it. There's no world. It's because you got your boobs cut off. I have been carded, like, four times after I've been of legal age of drinking for R-rated movies, if not more times than that. Really? That's terrible. If I'm not, if I'm not with a guy that looks like he's old enough to see it, then I get carded. So they're fine like, with like a thirty-year-old walking yes. with a sixteen-year-old. They're like, oh yeah, apparently this is fine and normal. They're <laughs> apparently, yes. oh, Anytime I'm with like a thirty-year-old, they're like, yourself. you're good. Casual or with like acts. or like a girl my age. They're like, we need to see your guys' IDs. I'm like. I'm literally old as shit, man. I don't fucking know. And it's not its not just like one theater that does it. It's different theaters. I haven't been carded for an R-rated movie since I was like 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Saturday I got carded. I just thought they gave up. I thought they really didn't <laughs> care. Like no. I thought movie theaters just really didn't care. Uh, they care, because... I don't know why they care for you. I still looked very young when I was 19. I have no idea why, like, I just assume that... I've been getting carded for R-rated movies, like, my whole life. Oh, uh, you know, I, I guess I did have tattoos, though. Uh, but same. Like I can always see that. I had a short sleeve on. In shorts. Oh. oh. Well... They, they're like, they're like they were damn. Backyard tattoos. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not always in shorts, but this weekend I was in like a t a t shirt and shorts. So I'm like, well, I don't know what, what eighteen year old. Yeah, what um, movie did you see? The Pope's Exorcist. Was it good? Yes and no. I'm not too critical Don't on horror give movies. Two answers. I was explaining more. I am not as critical on horror movies as I think other people are. I love a poorly budgeted horror movie. Um, this wasn't poorly budgeted. There was some parts of it where I was like, wow, this is like such a cliche, but it was still good. I think if you're like so... a movie person and like you're very critical on horror movies. It may not be on your top ten of the year. I mean, I think most horror movies are really shitty. What? That's just kind of like, most horror movies are shitty. Most horror movies get lower budgets because they don't win as much. They are not nominated, nor do they win as many awards as other shows. And part of it's because horror movies are seen as, like, less sophisticated. So, also, um, that's why you don't see very often, like, really, like, A-list celebrities in horror movies. A lot of times they're newer celebrities in them because well, a lot they're of them cheaper are to get. Well, no, not even that. It's even, like, good ones. I've seen some really good horror movies and I'm like, all of these people are new actresses and actors. Because they pay they pay less for horror movies because they are so low budget, because they don't win as many awards, even though they sell out so many in theaters. So it's like the biggest pay versus like as much of the budget that they have. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, but I honestly, I really do think that, like, they sell out in the movie theaters because people are hoping to see, like, a good scary movie. And I think a lot of them are just poorly written. Like, they're just not... There's nothing like a lot to of it. them have been good lately. Like, A24, is that the name of the production? And Bloomhouse have been making some really good ones. Like, Smile was good. Yeah, that one was really good. Megan was good. I think the new Scream movie with Jenna Ortega was good. X was oh, I didn't good. didn't see that yet. Pearl was good. Megan was a comedy, and I stand by it. It. I mean, it was funny. It was good, though. It was, it was a good movie. But, like, X and Pearl are linked together, and those were good movies. Yeah, and, like, I mean... There are some good ones, and I I do think but that they were right. low there budget. have been some good ones coming out. Yeah, but they they were still good though, and I think those ones are good. Yeah. But I don't think that's usually the case. I don't think it used to be. I think it is now. I think it it might it might be like something that's starting. Well, like also, they're actually what is it? What is the one? It starts with a B. It takes place in Detroit. It was a scary. No, barbarian. Yeah, that one was really good, too. Mm -hmm. And it was all newer actors and actresses, but the movie was good. It's just like A-list celebrities don't really do horror movies because they don't win as many awards. They have what? The dude that played the the clown in It. I don't know the guy that played clown in It. I'm sorry. I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch some of these that I haven't seen. Because I do like horror movies, but I just haven't been to the theater in a while. I briefly dated someone that really liked horror movies, and that's how I see in a lot of these. Um, which was nice, because, like, I love... The only other person that I can get to go see horror movies with me is Abby. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah, also, she screams in like... the theater, so she's not the best person <laughs> to bring. No, no. We go see horror movies first, then. Let's go. I literally, I will sit in bed and be like, wow, I wish I could ask someone to go see a scary movie, but like, I don't know. Nah, Josh loves going to see go. movies. I know, I always forget She that. just hates me. Yeah. <laughs> you literally do not cross her mind at all when it comes to going to see movies. It's okay. I'm just going to cry myself to sleep tonight. Same, though. Um every night okay but yeah so those were good i don't think that this was as good as the other ones um there was because i I wanted to see the evil rise dead is that what it's called the evil dead rising yes that wasn't playing though and then i was like all right what about scream six because scream five with jenna ortega and it was good and then Scream 6 wasn't playing either, and I don't know if I'm too late for these movies or what. Probably Scream 6, I'm too late, but I was like, damn, that sucks. Yeah, I think Scream 6 is, like, one show time. Yeah. Probably. I went to Studio Park, which is downtown Grand Rapids, and they don't play, like, they phase out of the movies, I think, faster than other movie theaters. Have you guys heard of Dorothy Edie? I sure haven't. Josh, have you? I have not. 
All right, I will put the link to this article in the show notes. Um, but it says, here's a historical head scratcher for you. The tale of Dorothy Eady, a 20th century Egyptianologist of some Warnome. I don't know what that means. Renown? No, I'm so stupid. Of some renown. <laughs> Warnome. Warnome. That was a good one. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink. I'm just stupid. Okay. Um, all of her life, she claimed to be the reincarnation of a princess in the cult of Isis and seemed to have intimate knowledge to back it up. She even knew details that had never been published. So let's get into the childhood of her. She was born in London in 1904 to Irish parents. Edie's remarkable story began at age three when she fell headlong down a flight of stairs in her home and she was knocked unconscious. Accounts disagreeing on what actually happened next. Some say that she was pronounced dead before suddenly reviving. Others claim that she was merely suffered a rare brain injury of some sort, such as foreign accent syndrome. Is that where, like, you hit your head and then you wake up and you're like, all you of a start British. speaking in a different accent? Yeah. Whatever the case, the spill forever altered her. For one thing, her speech patterns had noticeably changed. For another, she kept asking her parents to take her home. When they asked her where home was, the little girl couldn't say. Her mother and father were understandably baffled. Sometime within the first year of the accident, Dorothy's parents brought her to an Egyptian exhibit at the British Museum. It is at this point her story truly gets weird. Wandering among the artifacts, it is said that she suddenly pointed to a photo and cried, There's my home! The, imag- the image was of a temple of Seti One. Ooh, I hope that's right. Who was the father of Rams- Ram- Ramses the Great. I don't know what that is. This the is child- great. I don't... It's Ramses. <laughs> it's R-A-M-S-E-S. I know. I'll see pronounce that. You're having really great words to pronounce, and I am here for it. <sighs> I'm sorry. The child insisted fervently that she had once lived there in that very building and then noticed that something was missing. Where are the trees? Where are the gardens? The story goes that Dorothy jealously ran about the Egyptian rooms in the museum, kissing the feet of statues and saying she was now among her people. Her parents understandably discouraged this talk, but as she grew older, the girl took it to visiting the exhibit as often as she could. At some point, she caught the attention of the prominent Egyptianologist E.A. Wallace Budge, who encouraged her to learn hieroglyphics. Hey, I got that right. Her teenage years were troubled. (laughs) Though she once, a Sunday school teacher, for instance, asked that her parents keep her home because her tendency to compare Christianity with Egyptian paganism. The schoolgirls, she... I kind of think I'm dyslexic because that's not what I said. I said girls' schools. The girls' school she attended expelled her after she stubbornly refused to sing a hymn that exhorts God to curse the Swartz Egyptians. It is even said that she hurled the hymnal. Hymnal? Mm -hmm. What is that? 
Uh, the Book of Songs. Oh, she was singing. <laughs> the book of, teacher. Like, it, they're all like in the church, you know. Yeah, hymn is like a religious song, isn't it? I knew that was, but I never knew what a hymnal was. I've never heard or seen that word before. Um, she threw it at her teacher before starving out of class. She even had to drop Catholic mass, which by all accounts, she thoroughly enjoyed. Her comment that has remained here of, of the old religion of the Faros brought an angry priest to her house. He told her she was no longer welcome in his congregation. Her obsession with ancient Egypt only deepened as she matured. At 14, she began to describe her sexual relationship with Seti One. Is that what it is? One or I? Or Seti the First? Probably the first. Probably the first, but also <laughs> what? <laughs> her, sexual, her sexual relations with the the first pharaoh? So is, yeah, is that is that the name of a Egyptian pharaoh? I have no idea. Alright, we're gonna find this out real quick. It the is- second pharaoh of ancient Egypt's 19th dynasty. Okay. Okay. He was born in 1323 BC, died in 1279 BC. Okay. So she was she was sleeping with him. Claiming to have been his lover in her previous life, she was even described visions of a nightmare visitations in which his mummy came to her bedside and tore away her nightdress. Ooh, scandalous. Yet rather than being terrified by these nocturnal hallucinations, the girl was deeply obsessed with them. At her wit's end, Dor- or at their wit's end, Dorothy's parents committed her to a sanitarium after another. Wow. Nothing worked. She simply refused to let go of her beliefs. At 16, she finally dropped out of school for good. But her education was hardly at an end. She now took up a part-time studies at an art school in Plymouth where her father was operating at an early movie theater. It was here that she had the opportunity to play Isis on the stage. Is that what it is? Isis? Um, Isis is an Egyptian god. I was just thinking terrorist group this entire time. Yeah, why did they do that? I thought Isis was such a pretty name. Isn't it, isn't it like a acronym for something? Probably. Like Isis, the terrorist group. International something. What does Isis stand for? Islamic State of... Ugh, that's really long though. Uh, like Islamic State of Iraq and Levant, but that's not really the second S. It maybe it's not in English, so it doesn't make sense to us. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. And okay, if I'm yeah. wrong, then who the fuck cares? Because it's ISIS. Um, a role for which she felt a keen affinity. During this period, Dorothy worked out the details of her previous life. She told her parents that nighttime apparitions of God Ra dictated it to her over a year-long series of visitations, claiming to be the reincarnation of a girl named Oof. Okay, Ben Strichet. Mm-hmm. Ben Strichet. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Both of those are correct. 
Um, I will send you guys the name and you tell me how you would pronounce it because I'm sure it's a lot better than me because I can't read. Bentreshit. Bentreshite. I like Bentreshit. 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 Okay. Dorothy described being abandoned at the age of three and being raised thereafter in the temple of Seti I at Abydos. The very building she had pointed to as a four-year-old, she recounted meeting the pharaoh in the temple garden while serving as a priestess of Isis. For the priestess of Isis to lose her virginity was a capital offense. After becoming pregnant with Seti's child, Bentreshis, is that what we said? Was ordered to stand trial. Is that what it was? <laughs> ben Treshit? Why are you laughing at me? Because <laughs> you are doing so good. And I'm, I'm very proud of you. Sorry, I can't read. I, I said you're doing good. <laughs> she, she chose to die by her own hand. So she killed herself. Um, that is sad. The next pivotal phase came at age 22 when she began writing for an Egyptian magazine in London. This is where she met Iman Abdel Migod, Nigid, I don't know, whom she eventually married. <laughs> you picked the worst story for yourself. I didn't read it all, it just seemed interesting. I mean... <laughs> You you pick the struggle bus and you're riding it. <laughs> you know, I can't sound any more dumb than I have in other times, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to myself talk. I slur words together and I'm not even drinking, so. Um, she eventually married this guy. Taking up residence in Cairo, she bore her husband with a son, naming him Seti, after her long-lost pharaoh lover, she herself assumed the moniker Ami, or Am Seti, Arabic for Mother of Seti. Things were hardly any easier for her in Cairo, though. She had married into an upward mobile family who took expectation with her descriptions of pharaonic, pharaonic, I don't know, apparitions, and out-of-body experiences. Ultimately, the marriage failed, lasting a scant of two years before Yemen left her and moved to Iraq. In this event, she clearly loved Egypt more than she did him, so she stayed behind in Cairo, raising her son and working as a draftswoman in the National Department of Antiques. During her tenure there, she published numerous books and articles that were still widely that are still widely admired okay so this is like her memory after she hit her head yeah so she hit her head and then she remembers like her past life okay all right just clarifying but plenty of people were also frightened by her especially the locals she was known to spend nights alone inside of the great pyramid of Giza or lay offerings at the feet of the states these rituals spooked people and made her the subject of much gossip and an odd contradiction she was also widely admired for bringing or for being so open about her beliefs in her 50s she suddenly given the op- was suddenly given the opportunity to work alongside excavators in abydos naturally she sprung at the offer and this was a site where seti the first and ben Trichet, um had become lovers after all 
the very place she had pointed to as a girl when she was four in the British Museum. She proved to be an invaluable aid to the researchers. Among other accomplishments, she helped them locate the ruins of the gardens and she had so long ago described that she had so long ago described even more uncanny was the exchange she had with the chief inspector from egypt's antiques department who took her seti's temple and tested her claims standing there in the total darkness he described a series of wall paintings to her after each description he would ask her to walk into the direction of that particular mural she did so without hearing once the inspector was naturally astonished the locations of these paintings have never been published. Spending the rest of the days in Abydos, she offered invaluable assistance to the researchers and excavators who frequently came through. She primarily chose to remain here, however, because she said that the place brought her a sense of peace. She believed herself to be atoning for the sins of Bantricius. The opportunity to work with researchers was merely a bonus. Yet her contributions to Egyptology were undeniable she had a seemingly perpetually or perpetual understanding of hieroglyphics and was highly knowledgeable about the local ruins in 1981 the year she died she was even featured in a national geographics documentary entitled egypt quest for eternity a fitting name for someone claiming reincarnation for all of her contributions including countless essays of ancient folk practices and the locals were still fearful, fearful of her. Fearful. <laughs> she went to her death at age 77, aware that no Christian or Muslim cemeteries would accept her. With this in mind, she began constructing her tomb right back in her back garden. Naturally, she wanted an underground chamber with a concrete slab, yet at the last minute, health officials intervened, insisting to be given a proper burial. A local... Coptic cemetery finally relented. I don't know what that is. Hang on. Look up. They're saying it like wasn't safe to give her the type of burial she wanted. I think they kind of just felt bad and allowed her into their cemetery. So like, and some if it's like a Christian cemetery and like you kill yourself or you're like an adulterer or something, you can't be buried there. Oh, and this, okay. Cemetery finally was like, all right, allowing her an unwanted plot out in an arid desert, but no markers was placed above her grave and a pile of stones would have to do. Her anonymous burial spot marked an unceremonious end to the most unusual life. To this day, 40 years later, efforts to disprove her claims are still underway. Naysayers suspect that she somehow gained access to an unpublished materials and used them to deceive people. And yes, it is tempting to dismiss her as another attention-seeking person, but she would also but we should also remember that Shakespeare has Hamlet say to okay, none of that makes sense. That last part's irrelevant. So basically she hit her head and then she was like, Whoa, I am reincarnated reincarnated from this lady. And then also helps everyone understand Egypt. Well, it is kind of crazy how much she was able to like translate and give insight and like that kind of thing into Uh, that. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that makes me kind of believe it. That she's blindfolded (laughs) in 
like a temple area and she walks towards the paintings. I'm not blindfolded, but it was dark. So like essentially. That part, I don't think it's like too, too crazy, but just like. Being able to read. Early, yeah. How early in her life she was like, she claimed this. And how much she was able to like make breakthroughs in research. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Which I mean, like, yeah, if people devote their life to something, a lot of times they'll. Yeah, like, they would be do, able to do that. They'll be able to do it, but still, it's just like she claimed this from such an early age and was able to do a lot. It's yeah, weird, how for sure. do you look at a four year old who's be like, yeah, that was my home in the 1920s and tell her that she somehow got this information elsewhere? Yeah, just honestly. Not. Like nowadays, okay, maybe, but like in the 1920s. Yeah, not then. No, not then. I don't know about that. Not. And I'm sorry for anyone that had to listen to it multiple times because of my poor pronunciation and probably dyslexia. I'm sorry to anyone who had to listen to it one time for Christmas poor pronunciations. <laughs> Uh, I probably have a it learning was... disab- disability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think I probably do. Oh, I can't. You, I'm, I'm very proud of you for for getting I'm through so that. I'm so proud of you for getting. Through I have to that. take my placement test in a couple weeks for college, and I'm really nervous because a lot of it's like a reading and grammar portion. <laughs> You are fine with that as long as you're not reading aloud. It's gonna go great. <laughs> Everything's gonna be perfect and happy and fine. And also, Josh, it's like April. What do you mean, new year, new you? New year, new me. It's the April. New year can start whenever you want it to be. My birthday is in May. Maybe I'm preparing for my my year, you know? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Sure I'm don't. I'm going to be 27. Practically ancient. Oh, I'm going to be 26. Your birthday is the 22nd? Practically 20 ancient. Yeah. I'm going to be... Oh, look at me. 23. Oh, you're Are mad. you the 26, 16th or you old ass bitch? Uh, you're going to be like 22. Twenty. You're a child. Correct. Anywho. Mine's the nineteenth. Happy birthday. I'm struggling today. Um, yeah, I'm you should though. California with Kyla because it snowed. I'm yeah. Plantine Drive. No, I'm so glad for your pronunciation skills. <laughs> Kirsten can't dox anyone if she wanted to. Because <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> okay, wow. I'm going to uh, speed run this bitch. Are we ready, kids? Oh, aye, aye, Captain. This is an allegedly true uh, story. It is. Our bizarre experiences with the forest behind our house eventually forced us to move out. I was eight years old when we first moved into the house on the edge of the forest. My parents had their doubts about buying a house with a backyard bordered by a forest. 
Um, they had concerns about wild animals getting into the bins or hurting the dogs. And were worried that one of us might go too far into the trees and get lost. But it was cheap. My dad liked the seclusion. Mom loved just the house itself. And my siblings and I were excited about playing in a big backyard and exploring the forest. Which, I feel like a forest house is kind of hype. No, it's not. It's scary. I feel like it's kind of hype, you know? I like you it. Just look out, and there's just a bunch of trees, and you know, you might see a new friend behind one of them. Seclusion. I feel like it's a good time. Don't, don't throw commentary like that in there. That's we what I always think of. I feel like um, it's weirder for someone to be looking in your house when you live in the woods versus if you live in... <laughs> Like, towards so the city. it's weirder, but I still think it's weird when people look into your house in the city. Yeah, I think it regardless. happens much more often. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, if somebody is looking into your house in the city while they're walking by, it's like, you're a weirdo. Like, hi, like, no nice big deal. to meet you. I think but, I do that on accident. I do it on like purpose sometimes. When I'm walking by, I'm just like, oh, check out this place. Oh. Sorry, I didn't see you there. Do you ever, like, make eye contact with people while you do no. that? No. No. Nope. I feel like sure that's haven't. where... Because, like, if they don't see you, then it's fine. They never know. But, like, they see you. You just don't see them seeing you. But you're not, like, like staring intently into their home. No. Like, no, sometimes I'm just walking by, and they have cool plants, and I'm looking... Walking like, ooh, look at those plants. Sometimes I like to walk by all of the apartments and look in the windows I can see in. And if I can yeah. see what they're doing, I go ring their doorbell and ask them about <laughs> the the activity, activity that they are doing. Hey, you guys look like you're playing a fun card game. Can I come Can play? I join? <laughs> oh, what show are we watching? Can I come watch? <sighs> I just started watching this. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my god, you I hear saw you were watching next? one of my favorite shows. Do you mind if I do a rewatch with you? Just pull out popcorn from your backpack? Like, actually, I haven't started this episode yet. Can we Can we restart this? Yeah. It just takes the remote and restarts it yeah, without Yeah, I'm permission. like three episodes behind you guys right now. Do you mind if we just, if we just didn't rewind so that I can catch up? But, like, if someone's, if you're in the woods and someone's looking in your house, that is, like, super intentful but also i feel like it just doesn't happen as much like you get the filter because like if a random person in the city yeah but if a random person in the city is looking in your house it's either a they're gonna murder you or b they're just vibing but you could just be like ah they're just vibing and then you get stabbed later (laughs) so at least when it's the woods, you're like, this person's gonna stab me, I need to prepare. Like, you have, you know, like, it's bad news, right? Right, right, you have, like, right, that right. sense of clarity. I guess, Exactly. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Now that we're all agreeing with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our first sign Now that we're all on the same page. <laughs> now that we're all on my page. <laughs> Our first sign that something wasn't right was that our dogs were absolutely terrified of the forest. Um, they never went into the woods for any reason. If a toy that they had been playing with found its way past a tree line, they would refuse to retrieve it. And when one of us went in, they would pace anxiously until we returned. On occasion, we noticed the dogs staring at a spot in the forest in obvious distress, 
sometimes growling or barking, but we could never really see anything there. My brother once carried one of the dogs into the trees to show her that nothing, there was like nothing scary about it and like everything's fine. But she wriggled out of his grip and sprinted into the house in a panic. We don't like that. It, it's n- never a good sign. Dogs know more than us. Whatever, dogs and cats, when they get spooked, you should be spooked. Correct. Yeah, they're barking run. into a corner, it's for a reason. Um, if we were in the backyard when it was just getting dark, we sometimes heard noises like somebody was walking out in the forest, just like sticks crunching, crunching underfoot, branches being pushed aside. Um, if we called out, there was never any response, but if we did shine a flashlight around, we occasionally caught a glimpse for a split second of something that we swear looked like a person walking around in the dark. My parents quickly banned us from entering the forest at all after dark, and even during the day, we weren't allowed to go out of sight of the house. I feel like that's just a general good rule for children. This person was eight when they wrote this story. I don't know how old the siblings were, but like an eight year old, like don't don't get lost in the woods, please. <laughs> yeah. Just don't go in the woods by yourself. Honestly. Um my sister's bedroom window looked at the backyard and the forest beyond, and she remembers looking out her window one night and seeing a shadowy figure standing right at the edge of the backyard. She says that there was something wrong with it. Like, it wasn't quite standing on the ground, and it was a little too tall to be a person. Like, it was sort of distorted. And she was convinced that it was staring at her. Um, She called out for our dad, saying that there was a man in the yard staring at her through the window. And when he ran outside to chase off whoever it was, she continued to watch the figure from the window. It didn't move away. But when the light from our dad's flashlight passed over it, it just suddenly wasn't there anymore. It's a ghost. We regularly... It's demons. Always demons. Then why would they be like, ah, the forest is the edge. I'm not going to go into the backyard. Because, I don't know. They're comfy places in the forest. That's true. That's fair. I'm sorry for yelling at your comfy place, demons. You should honestly know this. I know. I'm a disappointment. Um, We regularly heard knocking at the back door at night, even when there was no one there. Our parents thought it was just teenagers playing pranks and stopped bothering even trying to go to the door or opening it. Until one rainy night, when the knock was persistent and agitated... My mom pointed out that there might be somebody needing shelter from the heavy rain outside, but when she opened the door, not only was no one there, but there were no wet footprints on the porch. The knocking continued the whole time we lived there, and it would happen several times in the span of a few weeks, then stop for months, then start up again. My parents eventually installed a security camera, and there was never anyone at the door. Okay, I was going to ask about, like, ding-dong ditchers. Yeah, I feel like it could, like, before the camera evidence and, like, the whole, it was pouring rain, but the porch wasn't wet when somebody ran up. Uh, When somebody, like, in theory would have had to run up to it. 
Yeah. But I feel like if I hear knocking and there's nothing on the camera, I leave. Man, it would suck to be a homeowner, though, because, like, you can't just leave. There's no, like, ah, I'm going to get out of this contract by paying a little bit extra. Like, no, you're stuck with it. You're stuck with your home. I mean, you could sell um, it. I already hate these people. The camera wasn't all useless, though. About three years into living there, my brother started having night terrors and sleepwalking. They lived here for three years with the knocking going on every couple of months. I want to be. My able parents to wouldn't like, move. They would be like, suck it up. Deal. Yeah, I could see that. It's just your imagination. Yeah, they wouldn't give a fuck. I could be like, I have bruises on my arm. They'd be like, we bought this house. We're staying here. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you doing that in your sleep? Do we need to restrain you while you sleep now? (laughs) Um, I see you casual bed restraints. (laughs) When my brother went sleepwalking, he would always go to the back door and start walking towards the forest. My mother, being a light sleeper, would hear the door open and would run out to get him before he made it into the forest. Um, After the third or fourth time it happened, my brother asked to see the camera footage because he wanted to see how he looked when he was sleepwalking. I guess thinking it would look funny or that it wouldn't like look like him normally. The footage showed him walking out onto the front porch, then pausing as if listening to something and shaking his head, then reluctantly walking forward as if being pulled or forcibly guided by something. One evening, my dad was in the backyard and he heard my sister calling him from the forest, seemingly in distress. Thinking she'd gone out exploring in the forest and fallen over and hurt herself, he ran in and started calling to her but quickly realized it was too dark to see her and he couldn't pinpoint where her voice was coming from. He told her to wait while she while he grabbed a flashlight. Um, and when he ran back inside for it, he saw my sister inside, safe and completely unconcerned. At the time, my dad hadn't told us about hearing my sister's voice in the forest, so when I heard my mom's voice coming from the forest later while I was outside with the dogs one evening... I didn't question it, despite the fact that I had recently seen my mom inside and hadn't noticed her walk past me. Um, My mom was calling to me, saying that she'd gotten her sweater caught in some branches and needed me to come in and help her. As I walked in, the dog started barking, alerting my dad, who saw me through the window wandering into the forest. He came out and called to me, and I said I was just helping mom. He yelled back that mom was inside and I needed to run back to the house as fast as I could, which I did. After this incident, my parents had placed a fence around the backyard and started looking for a new place. In the time between the fence being built and us moving out, it got way worse. We'd hear knocking at the door more regularly, as well as tapping on the windows, as if somebody was walking the perimeter of the house and trying every window. We would often hear scratching and scraping sounds on the fence and voices beyond it. My brother's night terrors got more frequent, and one night my mom didn't hear the door open when he went sleepwalking. He woke up standing at the fence, staring into the forest with the dogs barking at him. 
The last morning we spent there, less than four years after we moved in, we woke up to find the back door fully open, and the security camera footage showed it slowly swing open on its own. Since moving out, my brother's sleepwalking has completely stopped, though he still gets night terrors and suffers from some pretty severe anxiety. A few nights ago, he called me out of the blue, and after a bit of small talk, he asked me if I think the door being opened that final night means whatever was out there finally got in. He was trying to make light of it, saying that he was getting into the spirit of Halloween, joking about how maybe we should all get exercised just in case something latched on to us those years ago. But I think he's still deeply bothered by everything that happened. I know I am a little. I still get nervous around dark wooded areas. I don't know what I think was out there in the forest behind our house at night, but I get the feeling that, given the chance, it would have swallowed us whole. They need to do a cleanse. Yeah, I feel like something got attached to the brother, and the brother has just been living with it his entire life, so he's casually just like, haha, should we get an exorcism? Ha ha ha, exorcism, please. <laughs> casually saying it, please. waking up in the middle of the night every night, seeing a demon watch him. <laughs> your ghost, like, or not your, yeah, words, um, your shit keeps getting moved. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> damn that was lovely it's very paranormal activity that was my story the paranormal activity do 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 round of applause thank you thank you snap stop it was not poetry (laughs) yeah I beg to differ (laughs) this spoke to my heart I need to figure out what I did with my with my hoodie that I made my mouth look like that for a little bit. I don't know, ma'am, but it was real weird. It was real weird. (laughs) Like it just looked like my mouth went on like for forever. Like it was super, super wide open. Weird. Anywho. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a great night. Goodbye forever. Bye.